0: 11 to 1 show.
1: Oh, what is this siren sound jolting me out of my lovely, blissful slumber? Make it stop! Oh, yeah, it's the alarm clock. Haven't heard that now in about two weeks. And Would you look at that? It's still pitch black outside. Oh, I've no doubt that you felt the same as me this morning. That alarm clock sounded a little bit louder than usual. Your feet hitting the floor as you dragged yourself out of bed felt a little heavier and your breakfast probably tasted a little blander than usual. It is like 700 Mondays coming at you at one time. It is official. Christmas is over. It is back to reality. But it is not all grim. I'm here to brighten your day to get you through your morning in style and for those of you like me rejoining the land of people not in their PJs the land of not slobbing around on the couch eating chocolate well done you've made it to 11s. now enjoy that cup of tea or coffee and clap yourself on the back you got through the door and you were back at work and things are going to get better
0: you can walk my path
1: Found you. Oh, let's start 2024 the right way, Dream. things can only get better, Sinead Brazel here with you. Thank you so much, you're on the WhatsApp and text already, 086-180-658 wishing me a very happy new year, it's hard to believe it, 2024, it's going to be a big year for me, I'm heading a big to a big birthday milestone as well, the big 4-0, yep, it's happening, look at it, I'm going to embrace it, you know what I mean? why not? Still young, still young and fresh. You know, that's how I feel anyway. Now, normally, those of us in the media might start chattering on about New Year, New Year's resolutions, going to the gym, healthy eating or other sort of fare like that. But forget all of that. Forget the resolutions. You were fantastic last year. You're fantastic this year. That is what I say. But I do want to know, What are you doing to get yourself through this oh so difficult month of January, which is 566 days long, isn't it? Yeah. And not only that, it's just one big long month of grey and damp. So what are we doing that are going to keep ourselves going? So for me, right, I'm going to go to my old reliables. I'm going to the movies, but not just any movie. We're going to go on a big screen holiday. Every day in my house, it's going to keep me going. So I'm going to kind of watch movies that give me pure escapism, you know, movies that are set in tropical climates, movies where it's sunny or maybe movies that are sort of, you know, set in decadent type places. So think, you know, Midnight in Paris or Letters to Juliet or my favourite Russell Crowe movie a good year you know the one where he finds that he's inherited a vineyard I listen I love it I love that sort of escapism summer holiday type vibes that's what I'm looking for so that's what I'm going to do to help me get through this oh so long and difficult month of January so I want to know what are you doing what are you doing to get you through the month of January are you like me looking forward to sort of binge watching something are you gonna just get out and walk and get fresh air every day? It doesn't matter if it's rainy, that's gonna kind of get you through January. Are you planning your summer holiday already? Are you saving for it already? What are we doing to get us through January? Maybe it's a little bit of self-care. Maybe you're just kind of like me ditch it. forget the diet, you know what I mean? I'm gonna have chocolate every day. <laughs> yes. absolutely. Whatever it is, let me know. 086180658. Leave your keys if you're not coming home. There's a guy that had a great 2023 and no doubt 2024 will be fantastic for him as well. Keen to grow. I'll be waiting. Some getting through there on 086 1800 658 about what you were doing to get you through the dark, dreary month of January. We're going to get to some of those, plus a certain former Bond star... From Navin has landed himself in hot water, quite literally. I'm going to bring you more on that story as well.
0: Oh, L-M-F-M. The 11 to 1 show.
1: L-M-F-M. We are sort of putting the New Year's resolutions to the side, aren't we, for the moment? Because look at it statistically, we're not going to do it. We're just not. So, I'm asking you today what are we doing just to get ourselves through January which is 500 days long and is so dark and bleak and you are on 086-180-658. I started watching all of the true inspirational movies dramas over the holidays on Netflix that would definitely give you a boost says one message here yeah that's my plan and just you know pick tropical climates that they're set in so I can just imagine feel the heat of the sun imagine it from the TV uh, myself my pals have already planned a night out at the end of January that is keeping me going says Jenny oh yeah that's a good one that is a good one because look at we're kind of broke now aren't we till the end of the month as well so that's great this one's good signed up to a yoga class says Ruth yes like that's gentle nice gentle sort of exercise um Somebody else here uh, saying myself. Well, this is a good one. Myself and my friend promised to send each other one good thing about our days every day in January. Okay, so let's try and find like a positive thing. Like it could be anything. Like I enjoyed like an amazing cup of coffee today, or I was talking to somebody today and we had a great chat at lunchtime. Whatever it is, little positivity. I like that. And you're kind of keeping in touch with them as well for every day of January. Somebody else saying signed up for a night class uh, two nights a week and it starts tonight. Oh, best of luck with that new skill for the new year. Yeah, forget about, you know, resolutions, giving up stuff. Let's gain a new skill. I'm loving that as well. Keep them coming. What are we doing to keep ourselves going during January? Something positive, no doubt. Something for yourself. Maybe a nice little bit of self-care every day. I'd love to hear that. 086-1800-658. Gomez, calm down. Wanted to get, dedicate that one to Alexandra Finnegan. She is from Forest Park in 16 years old today. Sweet 16, that's coming in from Nanny and Pops Skelly and also wishing me a happy new year. Thank you so much and happy birthday to you, Alexandra. I hope you're having a fantastic day so far. Now, somebody that is not having a good day, he did not start off the new year very well. It is our own man from Navin, actor Pierce Brosnan. He found himself in hot water. Look, at anyone could do it. He apparently strayed into an off-limits thermal area at the Yellowstone National Park. So he has now, though, been charged with stepping out of bounds at Mammoth Terraces near the US-Wyoming-Montana border. Uh, He could be fined, banned or even jailed when he appears for a mandatory court appearance that's going to happen later on um, in the new year. Now, apparently sort of... You know, this is a sort of protective area. You know, you can't be kind of straying in there. So that's what's happened. So look, at, I'm going to say he's Bond. Do you know what I mean? James Bond. He's going to get out of this. I'm hoping he might just have a fine, maybe. Maybe he'll just get off with that. But there you go. Not starting off the new year very well, actor Pierce Brosnan. Somebody that is starting off the new year extremely well bet she says she's jetting off to Spain in a few weeks she says uh, I book a holiday to warmer climes every time uh, every year at the start of the year so that's what she's off doing that's a really good one as well because not only does she only have to wait like a week or two but then hopefully when she comes back January's over you know Fantastic idea. Uh, somebody else with that idea is um, here going through the holidays every January without fail. Tradition every year says Shirley in Kilcurry. So she's having a look. She's having a look, going to book a holiday. That's the thing, isn't it? Just sort of that nice little sun holiday to look forward to for the summer. That's what's going to get her through January. Keep those coming in 086 There's Aslan with Crazy World and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now a real treat to kickstart the new year in style this weekend in Solstice Arts Centre. I'm going to be joined by two of Ireland's brightest and best young musicians. They are coming together to perform a fantastic concert. We're going to meet them next.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
1: Two of Ireland's brightest and best young musicians are coming together to perform a double headline concert at Solstice Arts Centre this week. At just 20, they have already played in renowned venues such as Carnegie Hall, Wigmore Hall, National Concert Hall of Ireland, just to name a few. Now they are kicking off the new year with an intimate night of classical music and it is a show not to be missed. I'm delighted to be joined now in studio by classical violinist Julianne Forrest and pianist Dida Condria. They are here in studio with me. How are we getting on, ladies?
2: Thanks so much for having us on. We're delighted to be here to talk about our concert.
1: Great to have you in studio and thank you so much for traveling in. Like now, if I was to mention everything that was on both of your CVs, I'd be just here all day. Like seriously, (laughs) it is so, so impressive. And you're both so, so young. So congratulations on on the success so far. But uh, Julianne, you're from Navin. Dida, you're from Dublin. How did you actually
2: meet? So, we met because we were in a lot of the same internal competitions in the Royal Irish Academy and Feshkiol. And I think our professors are also friends, and they thought, you know would be nice if some of the people of similar ages and instruments were playing together. So we mm-hmm. did a trio and we went to Feshkiol and we won a chamber music Cup there. And then, after that, we went together to New York. And we played in the American Irish Historical Society in a concert. And then that year we actually both played in Carnegie Hall in separate months just by coincidence. So that was a crazy year for both of us. A crazy mm. year
1: indeed. Uh, but a good thinking by the, the teachers, the music teachers kind of grouping the best
2: talented people. <laughs>
1: but what was it like then? Because I know obviously you might be competing in, in different sections and competitions, mm-hmm. but was it like, was that a little bit of rivalry going on there? <laughs> I mean,
3: I don't think so. I, I mean, yeah, the atmosphere was really supportive and uh, we were, you know, we've always been very good yeah. friends, and I think that's what helps us to play better as a duo as well. Because like we're such good friends, so we have like a connection. I think that like you know it comes
1: through our music as well.
3: Absolutely, so. definitely,
1: definitely does. So take me all the way back though, because both of you started playing ridiculously young uh, into into music. So Julian, what was sort of your road into music? Were you encouraged at home or how did that all come about?
2: So I watched like all kids I loved watching cartoons and telly when I was allowed and I heard I saw a cartoon with a violin and I heard these kind of Barbie movie soundtracks of like I think the Nutcracker, Swan Lake. <laughs> so I kind of that's funnily enough how I discovered the violin and then I just really wanted to learn. And luckily I had supportive parents who allowed me to do that. And then I just went from there and I kept going and I loved it since I was a small child. I know
1: from watching those kind of things with my daughter, I know exactly the...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The animated ones,
1: absolutely. But what was it like then? Because like, listen, the violin is a tricky instrument to learn, particularly for people in the house that have to listen to you learn. So was there a lot of screeching? Uh, Oh yeah, and
2: I would play for anyone who came to the house or my parents, friends, I wanted to play. And I mean, I'm, so grateful that they listened to me now. So it was <laughs> absolutely a nightmare, I'd say.
1: <laughs> and what about you, Dida? Were you encouraged by by parents, or how did you pick up piano? Um, so yeah, my dad plays
3: piano, not professionally, but um, he started teaching me when I was about three years old. Um, and at this point, we were still living in Romania, and then we moved to Ireland when I was four, and I started getting lessons at the Royal Irish Academy of Music, and it just went really well. I mean, they're I mean, yeah, they're both. Um, like massive, you know, enjoyers of classical music and stuff. So they're really supportive of everything, and yeah, it's just upwards from there, I guess. Absolutely.
1: So and and it's so important as well when you are nurtured, I think, from home mm. in terms of of the music. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but let me yeah. just circle back to because you just you, you mentioned there that you're from uh, Romania originally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. came to Ireland quite young. Was that a bit of a culture shock then for all of you coming to, yeah. to this country? I mean. Uh, I came here with no English.
3: So then I had to pick it up through primary school. Um, But yeah, and then starting. Yeah, it took me quite a while, I think, to get used to it. But um, yeah, it's fine now.
1: (laughs) You're fully, fully immersed. absolutely, exactly. In in Ireland. Uh, So talk to me then about like, you know, the the desire to pursue music as a career, because I know for yourself, Julianne, from age eight, you were like, I'm going to be a violinist. That's that's the road
2: yeah I mean I it's my favorite thing in the world to do like I adore playing and to play together with Dida like we've been rehearsing and we're having a great time like it's you know just every (laughs) kind of even just performing for each other for our families like any kind of performance atmosphere for me is I just adore it so in that case I knew from that enjoyment I got that You know, I wouldn't want to do anything else, so for now, like once I'm playing in orchestra or chamber music or solo, as long as I'm performing, I'm happy to be doing it.
1: Mm. And, and you went to quite a supportive school here in the northeast as well. That very much, again, kind of nurtured your, your musical uh, ambitions because, you know, whilst you were doing the leave and search you had a goal. You wanted to go to a very specific school, isn't that right?
2: Yep. So I had a dream to go to Vienna, where I'm currently studying and I was so lucky. Um, I mean, I have amazing teachers in school and supportive parents that allowed me to pursue that. Um, I we were lucky in our year because we had the predicted grades in the leave Cert as well. OK, Covid so sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. For I like it was very hard for a lot of people. But I think in our case, when we were doing so much music, we didn't have to travel anywhere. We could practice. 24-7 like a lot of it actually helped us I think mm. in that way which you know is obviously it was a terrible time but yeah. to find positives in it that was very helpful mm. for both of us that we could practice so much So yeah. this
1: is a very sp- prestigious school in Vienna as well this is based pretty much on your auditions um, as opposed to sort of leave insert. even yeah. though you did absolutely amazing in the leave insert, and, and you did get offered a place in Trinity as well for German and yes. Business, which you just said, no, I'm going, I'm going this road with the music.
2: I mean, it would, it would be amazing to study there as well, but maybe in the future I'll do something <laughs> in Trinity College, <laughs> but I don't know. It's, um, at that point, at this point in my life, like, you know, I'm able to play the violin. I'm lucky enough to have that opportunity to go to Vienna. So I just went straight for that and I didn't, really doubt it for a second so i'm glad i did that mm. but also you know you never know I guess.
1: <laughs> you never know it's good to have the backup absolutely and what and yeah. about yourself uh, Dida. did you sort of always know from a very young age as well that music was kind of where your heart lay
3: yeah um i just i mean similar to julie i just relate to everything you said really um there's i can't really think of anything else i would rather be doing like um I can't see my, you know, my life having a different track at the moment. But yeah, sure, you never know where life takes us. <laughs>
1: well, this is it. And yeah. you're studying now as well, but you're yeah. in Scotland, isn't that right?
3: Yeah, so I'm at the Royal Conservatory of Scotland in Glasgow. So it's not as far away as Vienna. Um, <laughs> and we speak English, which is nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. i have a fantastic teacher and the music scene is so great in Glasgow. So, um, yeah. No, and well.
1: let's talk a little bit about some of these prestigious competitions and where you've played. Because mm. for for you, you ha, were, were a finalist in this BBC huge national uh, competition. Yeah. Of, of t- <laughs> like, I mean, talk about pressure. Like there's so many <laughs> talented uh, musicians that entered to get to the final stages yeah. must be such a pinch me moment. It was yeah, it
3: was crazy. I think like the most insane thing I've ever done. It was three rounds and they were uh, like a couple of months apart. So it was like a huge build up to every single round. And then, um, yeah, so then I traveled down to Saffron Walden, just outside mm. London. And I had the day before the competition, it was like six hours of filming and for the wow. interview and the documentary process. Um, And then the performance was incredible. I mean, everyone who was there in the final are just so so talented and they're all incredible musicians so it was really a privilege and yeah.
1: Like I'm looking at you performing at something like this and there's not one sheet of note paper that's around (laughs) and I as a former piano player myself I'm going oh my god (laughs) and I know you kind of put your own slant on quite famous arrangements and things like that. Yeah uh,
3: yeah one of the pieces I played was an arrangement I did of it was originally a piece by Vivaldi and then Bach transposed it. Sorry, transcribed it and then I did my own piano arrangement of it. I found one online but then I thought, you know, I can add my own twist on yeah. it and make it sound a bit bit better. <laughs>
1: that's, so. that's amazing. So, like, there's no sort of fear with you taking, you know, these huge classical works and and making them your own, which is again hugely challenging, but also quite daunting as well. Yeah, isn't? yeah. So there's yeah. no fear there. And no. and tell me, what is it like walking out in in Carnegie Hall, where all of these like famous people have played? <laughs> that must be. And both of you played there, isn't that right? Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean. Yeah, like I said earlier, it was actually in the same, it was in 2019. So you were in January, yeah. right? Yeah, and it was in January. I was in April. So <laughs> we, I mean, for me, it was like I was just bowled over by the fact that I was there. I yeah. didn't even feel nervous. I was just taking everything in. Um, Not really an yeah. out of body experience, but kind of more like just, I don't know, like just, a pinch me moment. Like, yeah, just, yeah. just joy and excitement and it kind of went in like a not slow motion but it was just it all felt like a dream yeah on stage and after then realizing what had happened i was like wow
1: yeah it, sometimes yeah. in moments like that you're like oh look at me there playing away in Car- yeah. and, and then Literally. you're like oh, no, get back get back into it yeah. Yeah. and and i should mention as well that you were were uh, you received the young musician of of the year here in ireland which is incredible
2: yeah i mean that was amazing I you know I didn't expect it at all I went there I played one of my favorite pieces in the audition and that was a huge financial help and support like yeah. it was absolutely mm-hmm. invaluable to have that money at that point when I was you know trying to start looking at colleges and future it was a huge support to have that
1: Absolutely, Vienna doesn't pay for itself completely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So talk to me about uh, this Friday night uh, because you're normally on your own uh, or as you mentioned with orchestra so what's it like collaborating mm-hmm. together then?
2: It's the best one Yeah, it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no it's just I'm having a great time and the pieces that we're playing I think it's a fantastic programme um, they're all I mean very contrasting pieces and they're all emotionally moving, I'd say, but in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's going to be great fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have a French composer, Ravel. We have Prokofiev, a Russian composer. And then we also have uh, Brahms, Johannes Brahms. So we have three different kind of eras of music. Um, mm. The Ravel is like a rhapsodic gypsy piece. Mm. And then yeah. the um, the Brahms is quite lyrical and the Prokofiev is a war sonata so it's we tried to cover all the emotions that I talk about yeah. yeah going from like
1: epic to kind of as you say this kind of gypsy sort of vibe through it as well there's definitely going to be something for everyone and I think we sort of need it don't we In yeah, yeah. we sort of need something to look forward to and to have yeah. a concert like this together it is fantastic so what do you hope the audiences take away from it then on Friday
2: I hope they find it interesting because mm-hmm. it's not like it's um it's beautiful music, um. But they're also the pieces are all so different. So at least for me, I hope that we can portray them in a way that people are really interested and they don't have yeah. the best nap of their life <laughs> in the concert. Yeah. <laughs> Never, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Absolutely laughs> yeah,
4: and
3: I hope we take them on a journey. You yeah. know, through journey through all the years of music and.
1: So you guys are both then going back to study. Is this the final year of studies or, or have you got a little bit more time? We've got one more. So we're both in third year now. OK, yeah, so we have one
3: more
2: after this.
1: OK, so heads down studying. Absolutely. Will you be yeah. performing throughout the year or is this kind of the one that you're hoping to do and then you might see down the road?
2: Um, I think for now, I mean, for me at least I, until this third year is over, I'm performing as much as I can and then we'll see next year I'll be focusing on my final exam and my thesis but you yeah. know it's all, it's all practice and every performance gives you more experience so they're never yeah, exactly. ever a waste of time no matter how busy you are to perform
1: Absolutely. Well, wishing you both every success. Judging from what I see so far, you're headed for really big things. And I'm looking forward to to the concert on on, on Friday night. Thank you both so much for for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you so much. If you'd like tickets uh, for Juliana and uh, Dida's performance, it's on uh, this uh, Friday, as I say, Solstice Arts Centre. So, solsticeartscentre.ie is where you're going to find the tickets.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
1: I have music from Vanessa Carlton on the way. But first, it's time to go back in time. LMFN Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 And we're going all the way back to this day in 1947 and Mahatma Gandhi begins March for Peace. And today is Motivation and Inspiration Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the beginning of a whole new year. You've just gotten over the hangover. What time could possibly be better to be motivated and inspired? You have a whole year ahead of you. It's time to make it count. So, motivation, an inspirational day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our drada Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles on LMFM's 11 to 1, getting back to some of your messages about what we are doing to get us through January on 086-1800-658. I'm rewatching my favourite series. I'm halfway through The Crown. Yeah, like, you know, just like... Go back to your favourite series and just sort of indulge in it. I am loving that. I am loving this one from Claire, Using all of my nice perfume and soap sets. uh, Normally I keep these for special occasions, but I'm going to use them every day. Oh, that's a great one. I'm very like that as well. I have loads of like sets that I keep. You know when people give them to you for Christmas, I love getting them for presents. But I sort of keep them and they're like, why am I keeping them for? You know, I'm loving that idea, Claire. Absolutely brilliant. More messages are coming in on that. I will get to those after 12. Plus, betterment, burnout and generational blend romances. These are the top predicted dating trends of 2024. All this and more on your way after 12 news.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
1: New year, new relationship. But what are the dating trends? Well, Bumble has released a lot of predicted dating trends for 2024. Betterment, burnout and generational blend romances are among them. I'll be bringing you the full details on that after Picture This. Picture This with One Night. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazzle here with you. And according to Bumble, the dating app, this year of 2024 is the year of self. Mm, What does that mean now? Well, this follows an internal survey of over 25,000 users worldwide on Bumble. And they have come across now all the different trends for 2024. But this very much is going to be all about the self. So prioritising what you really want and what type of relationship you want. Okay, so normally at this time of the year, you sort of have a think, don't you? Uh, have a reflection about what's going on and relationships comes up as one of those. And this one, right, so they're basically saying that the users of Bumble are looking after their own interests. First, this is according to Bumble's relationship expert, Dr. Caroline West. So she says, um, looking at what you want in a relationship, what works rather than what other people think and want. So it's looking at your own priorities and your own needs. So that's one thing, right? Another thing that's come up is this generational blend romance. So what's this all about, right? So this is the idea that you can date outside your kind of specific age age ranges. So... Instead of going, oh, they're only 30 or whatever, you're sort of looking more at the person themselves and their emotional maturity. And she says certain celebrities have contributed to this change of thinking. So, you know, you look at the likes of, say, Harry Styles and he's very in touch with his emotions. So people might say, oh, he's too young, but it's all about their personalities, not their age. So that's one generational blend romance. Also... Betterment burnout. Now, this is something I would say that came on the back of the pandemic. So, you know, when we're all in lockdown and people that maybe weren't working for home were like, oh, that's it. I'm going to take, up, you know, a new language. I'm going to bake banana bread. I'm going to do all these things to better myself. I'm going to, you know, devote a lot of time to my side hustle. And now suddenly I have a fantastic business. Fair play to all of that. But there's a bit of burnout now with all that. So betterment burnout, this is gonna be something that we're gonna hear a lot of, I'd say. So People are saying, you know, you'd, you're kind of working on your own issues and improving yourself at your own pace. That's what that betterment burnout is all about. So that's kind of popping up in the, the trends in terms of dating. So um, she says, right, uh, that it's important to have shared interests with potential partners. But if you're fundamentally different all of the time, that is going to cause an issue. So you really need to kind of evaluate all of that before you're jumping in. So there you go. Dating. From betterment burnout to generational blend romances, these are the trends and the year of the self, which I'm liking. It's all about you, isn't it? The year of the self, that is all according to Bumble. Now, let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity this time. The buzz on
3: LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
0: Hi, I'm Max. Sherlock or Fleabag Actor Andrew Scott revealed which role he gets recognized for the most. Here's what he said. It varies quite a lot. Mostly um Fleabag. Yeah. Fleabag in the big cities, Fleabag in here in America. I that's probably what people recognize me for. Uh, but it does vary. There's a little bit of Sherlock in there and then you're surprised by some people you have seen you in a, in a play or something. So it's 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 weird. It's um it's not something that you can pay too much attention to you know in relation to what, what is what what is because there's no rhyme or reason to it fans will have to wait a little longer for jordan peele's next movie entertainment weekly learned that the fourth film from the oscar-winning director is no longer scheduled for a christmas 2024 release and the move was strike related however horror fans will still get to enjoy robert egger's nosferatu which is set to release on Christmas Day 2024. After their intense training for the film Iron Claw, Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White say they might be up for the challenge to participate in a celebrity wrestling match on the weekly WWE show Raw. Here's what they said. I would want some time to get back into fighting shape, I feel Yeah, like, you yeah know. give me a month or yeah, two. Yeah, give, give me a little bit of time. Yeah, a little rehearsal, some yeah. time with Chavo. We could... We, we could. Yeah, we could do it. Believe me, when we finished filming, we were like ready. I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were ready to go. That's The Buzz. I'm Max.
3: The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the
1: LMFM app. Getting back to the music now, here's Fine Young Cannibals. She drives me crazy. Fine Young Cannibals. She drives me crazy. Oh, January is a month that can drive us crazy because it is just too darn long. It really is. But something that'll help us get kickstarted is a fantastic event. It runs for the first two weeks of the year. At the start of January, it's called First Fortnight. It is a mental health, but also art culture festival. We're going to be finding out more about this with Maria Fleming. She's CEO of First Fortnight. She's going to join us next. Oh.
0: The 11 to 1 show...
1: We are all too aware of how mental health has become a huge issue in our country and in response to this an important annual event was set up about 13 years ago it's an arts and culture festival aiming to challenge mental health stigma through the art and of course the art of conversation around this First Fortnight is a festival held through the first two weeks of January and it is a great kickstart to the year that we need with a range of great events including music, theatre there is so much to enjoy Joining me now to tell us more about this event is the the CEO of First Fortnight, Maria Fleming. She is on the line. How are you getting on, Maria? Happy New Year to you and the
4: same to you Sinead I'm doing great great to be here
1: great to have you back on the show so far this morning we have been asking listeners to send us in messages about what they're doing to get them through January we have everything from starting a night class to you know a a weekly phone call with friends happening here which is great to see but a festival like this is a great kickstart that we need uh, throughout the, uh, the month of January so starting off the first two weeks in the right way which is great so talk to me about how the festival came about 13 years ago.
4: Yes, absolutely. So we see ourselves as a little cultural oasis in January for people to get them started in a great way uh, every year. And it started by two friends who were sitting around the kitchen table in Talla in Dublin Uh, Many years ago, and they were talking about what they saw at the time as a mental health crisis in Ireland. They had both been impacted either directly or through friends and family by mental ill health. And that is J.P. Swain and Dave Keegan. And they both also had a love of and a connection with the arts and Uh, As with us all in First Fortnight, they believed in the power of the arts to both heal people, but also to get a message out there. And, uh, you know, uh, back across time, people have always used the arts as a way for uh, looking at social change or... protesting or advocacy, you know, the power of the arts is uh, well known by people. And we all saw that across the uh, pandemic. So their thinking was we have a celebration in January, which can be a very dark time for people using all the art forms, like you say, music, theatre, dance, um, film And uh, what they do is they work with artists, and as we do now, that either have lived experience of mental ill health or have an interest in the area. And through exploring mental health through the arts, start conversations with audience members, maybe chatting at the interval of a show or talking after the show to family and friends. And through that way, break down the stigma that's attached to it and normalise that conversation that we can have around mental health.
1: Yeah and that's the key word normalising it absolutely and it really has been such a success since the guys set it up all those years ago and it's not just you know a great festival it's also a charity as well and a very important one. Tell us more about the work that First Fortnight Charity do.
4: Yes so year round we provide creative art therapy for children adolescents and adults who are experiencing homelessness or maybe at risk of homelessness and again using the power of the art like talking therapy is great for some people but it doesn't suit everyone so for some people they find expression through music drama or visual art and we provide art therapy music therapy and drama therapy Uh, we work in domestic violence refuges with families who have experienced that and are now experiencing homelessness we work uh, with homeless charities And we work in direct provision centres. So we're providing creative art therapy to people who are maybe at a very low point in their lives and maybe experiencing chaotic times. And through the arts, we hope to give them the skills and resilience to cope with the situation they find themselves in, but also give them hope for better days ahead.
1: Yes, yeah, such important work. And as you say, through the arts, it's it's a great medium to be able to do this for people. And there's great therapy to be found there. Absolutely. Now, there is a fantastic programme of events organised once again this year. Everything from theatre, poetry to things like beach yoga. But tell us about some of the events that we can enjoy.
4: Yeah, so I'm really excited about the festival this year. And one of the events that I think is great that's a real festival event is an event we have called We'll All Still Be Here. And this is a durational event that happens across seven hours. So on Sunday, the 14th of January, from 12 o'clock until 7 p.m. in Smock Alley, there are 20 musicians who will be playing on the main stage and tapping each other in and out across the seven-hour period. And each hour, they will create a different movement of music. And it's kind of like jazz improv, but there's a bit of everything in there. And at the centre of the stage is a microphone where we invite the audience to come up and recite a poem, tell us about your dreams, talk to us about your dog, whatever you want to share with us. While the music is going on. And it's a drop in event, so you can come and go. And as the audience come in and leave, we'll all still be here, is the theme. And the musicians are there throughout. So that's a gorgeous festival. That's a great idea. Such a great idea.
1: And the thing about that is, you know, when you get musicians so talented together in a room, they love this. They love to play like this. And they love to kind of have that, as you say, interpretation and kind of, you know, that spontaneity around kind of each other, which is fantastic and then to have the audience involvement is is truly a fantastic event and running all day long fair play fair play to the people involved I know, in it's way. great yeah.
4: and i thought like when i saw this event i thought like oh what do they do with the gaps in between when there's nobody at the mic yeah people were beating each other out of the way to get to the <laughs> mic to speak it was fantastic i loved this i went along to go i said i'll pop in for about 10 minutes And I was still there an hour later loving it. So I think people will really enjoy that. And it's free and dropped in on Sunday the 14th.
1: Fantastic. So tell us what else, because that's one big highlight, but you've got loads going on. You've jammed so much into this two-week programme.
4: We have 72 events, Sinead, uh, which keeps me awake at night, but they're all fantastic. (laughs) Another one of my favourites on Nullet Naman, which is Women's Christmas, that evening we're going to have Irish Women in Harmony, who we all know are a fantastic group of women. And they're going to be performing again in Smock Alley. It's being hosted by Sharon Mannion, the amazing comedian. And we also have Louise Meelan, who is the author of Snowflake, which is this year's One City, One Book. Um, And uh, Louise's book, Snowflake, deals a lot with characters who are experiencing mental ill health in a really beautiful way. So we're delighted to host Louise at that. We have our firm festival favourite, Therapy Sessions, which is a night curated by Stephen James Smith in the Workman's Club. Um, And we're delighted uh, to have Stephen back again with fantastic poets and musicians that's always a big hit and like you say we have coastal ecotherapy which is uh, yoga on the beach followed by a swim in january not for the faint hearted for
1: the faint of heart we've no. <laughs>
4: yes, we event for families as well so we have befriending my monster which is a beautiful dance piece that explores big emotions and how children might come to deal with big emotions and they see those emotions being played out by a beautiful dancer on stage and looking at the challenge of that, but also the beauty of that, of exploring your own emotions. And that's actually taking place in Solstice Centre in Mead as well. Yep. And we have a fabulous event um, in the Dreyhead Art Centre called The Art of Letting Go, which is a mindfulness practice where people can come, they write something down on a piece of paper, the paper is uh, non-toxic and soluble, and those wishes or thoughts or um, desires or concerns or harms are going to be taken then and dissolved in water in the River Boyne, and that's facilitated by Danny Gill in his art center who's Amazing. their literature curator, and there's going to be music at that uh, event and um, so we yeah we have music film theater dance uh, and we have events like the art of letting go that are participatory that people can join in, but for those who are more comfortable just sitting in the dark and being an audience member and connecting with the audience members around them, there's lots of events where you where there's no um participation, so you choose the level of engagement or involvement or connection with the festival.
1: That's fantastic. And it's great to see the festival spreading out so much. Like you said, Drogheda Mead, you're also going to like Donegal and Cork, places like that. It's fantastic to see it become more nationwide, isn't
4: it? Yes, I suppose we're a bit like Shaw's now. We're almost nationwide. We've got a focus <laughs> this year in uh, Donegal Uh, Limerick and Kildare we've partnered very specifically with those regions because they are areas that we felt like we had great connections with artists there but also there are areas in Ireland that get a lot of attention like Dublin, Cork, Galway but then there's so much to be explored in Donegal, Limerick and Kildare uh, and Wexford is another place that we're focusing so we really want to shine a light on the amazing artists and partnerships that we have in those regions and we're very excited for the events that are happening there
1: and you know as we said it's grown so much over the past few years and it's been really so important to drive conversation around mental health do you think things are changing are we you know we're discussing it more but are you hoping that the stigma will disappear and a festival like this will help that along
4: I I think you're right. We're definitely, things are improving and we're discussing it more. And we all saw across the pandemic what isolation can do Mm -hmm. um, to people and their mental health. And I think maybe people who had never struggled before with their mental health, you know, had moments during that time. So we really see an increase in the conversation. One thing that we would like to see more of like definitely people are happier to discuss anxiety yeah. depression maybe the lower end of the spectrum but then we need more conversation around psychosis ocd mm. eating disorders you know things that are maybe uh at, at the further end of the scale and i think a lot of what um, stops people discussing it is fear so we've yeah. got to shine a light on that we've got to break down the fear and as we said at the beginning of our chat normalised conversation about things that are very serious but don't have to be scary And we want to really focus this year on recovery. Recovery is possible, but if we're afraid to discuss it, if we're afraid to ask for the help we need, then recovery is going to take longer and be more challenging. So, yes, we definitely see there's an improvement, there's more conversation, but we still have a way to go and we're very happy to be part of that journey.
1: Fantastic, Maria. It's such an important festival. The lineup has something for everyone to enjoy this year. Thank you so much for joining me.
4: Thank you and everybody can get all the information on firstfortnight.ie
1: Fantastic, she bet me to it firstfortnight.ie, you can also get them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok they're all over social media as well and uh, that event is happening January 20th in Drahid Arts Centre and also there's an event happening in Solstice in Meath as well so it's coming to the local area.
0: The 11 to 1 show The Opal Open Road event is now on Discover the incredible Opal Range, including Continental.
1: Adele rolling in the deep on LMFM's 11 to 1. Apparently, it was the best kept secret of 2023. Adele and Rich Paul, we knew they were engaged because, you know, the ring. And all that. It's been it's huge. But apparently they actually did get married. And uh they revealed it, or she revealed it, on her friend um Alan Carr's show, which is yet to be broadcast. But apparently, yeah. The um it's been leaked that she said to the audience that she is happily married. So there you go. Congratulations to her. Also want to say a big congratulations and a big thank you to uh the Drada Homeless Aid because Uh, thank you to you for raising 50,000 euro. That's what their Christmas sleep out raised this year, which is just huge. And it goes to show that the people in this area are so, so generous uh, to the causes that matter the most to them. So the sleep out took place on the 2nd of December and they raised that huge amount uh, with donations. They are just bowled over by this. And of course, they need help more than ever. Uh, they say the doors at the hostel in the North Australian Strand and their transition houses in Loudoun mead they're always open to all and this is what keeps their resources going is generosity like this. So they are thrilled that they have um, managed to raise this amount of money and a big thank you to anybody who donated. Now getting back to the music, here's Jerry Fish. There's Jerry Fish and the Mud Bug Club. We are talking about what is getting us through this long, old, dark month of January. What are we doing to keep it ourselves going? And you're getting in touch on 086 1800 658. Decluttering and organising. Love a clean house. Now, you see, I can get on board with this when I have a bit of energy. And that's going to be happening because, you know, the way you take down your Christmas tree and your decorations and everything, you just kind of go in a blitz then, don't you? Find dirt that you never found in the last year and you clean it up. I'm all about that. But I just, I need to kind of, I need to work my way into that mood. But fair play if you're already there. Lighting candles, even in the daytime, it's too gloomy at the moment. Need a little bit of light. Oh, yeah. And you can just add to that sort of cosy vibe. You know, particularly when the decorations do come down. I know some people like to leave like even a couple of little fairy lights dotted around the house for January just to ease that transition, which I'm all about as well. Denise is in big, rare action here. She says, planning complete redecoration of a few rooms and she's a way to get the brochures. OK, fantastic. Yeah, that's another thing, isn't it as well? Home kind of redecoration. What are we going to do? Because that's another thing when the decorations come down, you notice kind of drab rooms and that paint job could do with a bit of a freshening up all of that Denise is on the case already keep those coming in and uh, actually we've got one here as well Uh, booked a few days off at the end of the month um, first day back but I'm already thinking of time off says Darren well Darren I've come across an article that will maximise our annual leave in 2024 I'm going to bring you the details of that next
0: The 11 to 1 show
1: Inspired by Darren, who has already put in annual leave, (laughs) despite only being back today. This is fantastic, Okay, This is how you can maximise your annual leave. And it's an essential part of being a working adult, right? You are honour-bound to squeeze as much out of your time off as you possibly can, right? So, starting off in February, right? Now, this is when you take bank holidays into the equation. There are some good long stints that you can, you know, enjoy switch on the out of office and just head off on your annual leave. So the best dates and just, you know, get in there before, you know, that other person sitting opposite you there and work. So February 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, right? So that's only four days leave, but it's actually nine days off. Nice. March, there's a good long stint that you can take, right? So this is 12 actual days that you'll need to take, but it's actually 23 days off from March 19th right up until the 5th of April. I know. I know you're welcome. Uh, Also, uh, if in March, if you just want sort of, you know, eight days leave, but you want to take 16 days actually off, but you only need to put in for the eight days, the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th of March. And then in April, 2nd, 3rd, 4th and 5th. That's nice. May 7th, 8th, 9th and 10th. That's actually just four days leave, but it's actually nine days off. August as well. So August from the 6th to the 9th, it's four days leave but it's nine days off. October as well, the 29th, right up until November 1st, that's four days leave, but it's actually nine days off. And December, from the 23rd, right up until January 3rd, that's seven days leave, but it's 16 days off. Fantastic. Get booking that annual leave. Get thinking of summer. Taylor Swift. Cruel summer, thinking of all of the great concerts ahead for 2024 that is keeping me going in January, says Jess. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Walking during my lunch break, going to try and get out every day, says Paula. Fantastic. And you know what? Don't beat yourself up if you don't get out, because we do have the great tensions, don't we? And, you know, sometimes it rains and sometimes it's rotten in January and sometimes a nice lunch somewhere that involves no walking is grand you know so just whatever whatever suits your fancy but fair play to you if you are starting on that today now a lady that has been teasing us I don't know if it's a tour I don't know if it's more music announcement but she's teasing us on Instagram here she is it's Lyra
0: Hi
2: I'm Lyra and this is my select Irish track You supporting Irish talent on LMFM
1: Ah, we did it. The first show of 2024 is done. Thank you so much for all of your lovely messages. That January won't be too bad, will it? No. More good news for you as well. Jerry Kelly and the Late Lunch team are back right here at 1.30pm. That is my lot for today, though. Thank you so much for your company. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Oh, L-M-F-M. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on LMFM.ie. Oh,
0: L-M-F-M.